Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to Left at the Light. I'm your host, Matt. Yeah, we're here with another episode. Um, wonderful. Listen, I uh, hope you guys had a chance to go back and um, listen to all the episodes from the season. Uh, but more importantly, um, did you listen to the last episode with uh, Cammie? Uh, we talked to Cammie about driving a race car. It was a pretty cool episode. I was excited to do it. It was a long time coming um, because they are busy all the time with racing. Um, and uh, I, I know we talked about Doug in the episode. So again, thanks to Doug for setting me up with uh, Cami and her family so that we could do the episode for you guys. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, make sure you check out all the episodes. They're, they're all wonderful. They're all great. I'm sure you will enjoy every minute. Um, again, my name is Matt. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me and say, Hey, here's a business I want to hear from, email me at leftatthelightpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check out the old Facebook page and you can give that a like. Uh, and also, uh, you can message me through that as well. So, um, uh, right on the, uh, Facebook messenger, um, another option for you guys. Give me a text, 815-320-4495. Uh, you can text. That will come right to me. And uh, let me know. Like, here, like even if you want to tell me um, I didn't like this episode or I like this episode or, hey, go interview these guys. You know, um, I'll get back to you as soon as I can, as soon as I see your message uh, and let you know um, what we are doing about that. So, um, yeah, we're running to the uh, end of the season. A couple episodes left. Um, this is going to be, uh, what are we on? Number six for the season. Then we got a couple more after that. So, um, make sure you listen, uh, to the end of the episode, there's a little music and then there's a little preview right at the end of, at the end of everything that will, uh, kind of give you a little, a uh, little message of what the next episode is about. Um, it's not going to fully give it away, but hopefully, hopefully pique your interest. Um, that's what we're trying to do. So, um, yeah. So, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm sitting down and talking to Katie from Truly Italy. Uh, and Katie tells us all about Italy, why, um, and what she's doing with her experiences there. So, um, I hope you get something out of it. And also, too, I just want to, um, just a slight reminder here, um, not a reminder so much, but uh, something I just... I don't know how to start this. You know, I'm like, how do I, how do I jump right into this with the smooth transition? There's no smooth transition here. Um, join Katie and her family on our upcoming wine and relax retreat, September 7th through the 14th, 2024, starting November 24th through the 28th, get $300 off the full price with our Black Friday sale. Embark on a voyage of exploration with us to uncover the true essence of Italy. Ready to experience Italy with our friends? Send us a message today. Book before 11.18 to unlock a 20% discount on our custom trip planning with prices as low as $150 per person. This exclusive offer is too good to pass up. And then um, make sure you see the show notes for the link to custom trip planning and all the information you need. So check out the show notes, everybody. Um, anyways, here is my chat with Katie from Truly Italy. Enjoy, friends. All right, so uh, Katie, welcome to um, my studio. Thank you. <laughs> um, not really a studio, but uh, yeah, we're here to talk about um, your business. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think I know the name, but I feel like I'm going to say it wrong. Is oh, truly Italy. Truly Italy. Italy. Okay. Yep. I was going to say tour of Italy. So I, I it could be okay. that as well. Yeah. I, I, was, I was blanking. I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> so um, first off, tell me um, about why you started this, um, when. So give me a little bit of the background because uh, um, uh, you started this. Uh, like, let's talk about first, like when, how long ago was this? So I started um, this business in 2019, which is kind of hard because then 2020 hit. So, because I had a retreat planned and mm. that had to be canceled. So I started that. My The idea of it came when I was living abroad. So I've lived in Italy on and off for about 20 years. Okay. And then I've also was a permanent resident there for four and a half years. And that's where, like, 
the idea came to me. I'm like, there's just way too many cool places that people don't see because they follow the guide with the guidebook. They mm-hmm. do the big bus tours. They follow the tour guides with the big flower. I don't know if you ever been to Europe when they're just like walking around with the flower. I have been to Europe. Yeah. So follow, follow the flower is what they would say. And so, so I like the idea of taking people to places where it's family run. It's very intimate, very small um, groups of people that I take. And um, yeah, so the idea came from that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so 2019 is when you started a travel business. Yeah. <laughs> no, perfect timing. And, and, you know, it's funny because like a lot of people I've talked to, like, it seems like a lot of people just decided during COVID to at least do something different or start a business. Sure. Um, but you started started one that was like truly hindered by like like no one could travel now. I don't know. So how did you start it? Like, oh, what so, did you do? Like COVID hit and you're like, well, I, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. So COVID hit and as much as most people did, I think everyone panicked because I have a, also a full time job. Mm-hmm. I work at Boulder Ridge Country Club. But I for this business, I freaked out because I had everyone almost fully paid for the retreat in June 2020. Mm-hmm. So when that happened. I actually had to take my own money and like actually pay some of them back the way uh, the system that I was using. So after that, I tried to like shift because I started with yoga retreats because okay. I also I'm also a yoga instructor and um personal trainer, meditation teacher. I have like these certifications. Um, so I couldn't decide. So then when I started, the first name for my company was Light Love Yoga Italy, and that was way too long. Mm-hmm. And then I changed it to Truly Italy thanks to a friend, and so. I started with the yoga retreats and that's how I got all the ladies because I worked at Healthbridge here at Crystal Lake. And uh, then I'm like, well, wait a minute. What do I really want to do? Like, I really want to take people to like vineyards mm-hmm. and like meet locals that create pottery or like something like really unique. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of, I still will offer yoga on my retreats, but I'm not making it like a mainframe, like come on my yoga retreat. Because right. Mostly that's women. Because I would like to bring both male and female, like mm-hmm. couples. That's what I did last September. Um, so, yeah. So, I kind of shifted in 2021, early 2021. I was just like, okay, what do I really want to be doing? Like, I want to be talking about Florence. I want to be talking about Italy. I want to be talking about all the things that I did in my past and how I got to this point. Mm-hmm. Because I've been traveling since I studied abroad in 20, 2002, 2002 to Florence. That was the first time I went. And I was like... I want to do that. So that's when I started my podcast in February, 2021. Okay. It's me. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, so, all right. I know. I went. No, 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 you're good. You're good. I was just going to say, just plug the podcast again real quick because you said it fast. I did. I did Florence and me. Florence and me. There you go. Okay. (laughs) Um, It's fine. I go up on tangents. So no, we, we all go on tangents. Yes. Um, So started, you started the travel company um, and it became Truly, truly Italy. Italy mm-hmm. Two years after you started it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, number one, why Italy? And is it just Italy? It is just okay. Italy. So yes. tell, so tell me why Italy. Why like, Italy? What, well, how did it make such an impression on you? I do have origins. Like, my grandmother was born in Emilia Romagna, which is the region above Tuscany, and she left her in the war and all that. So, I always had that like hole. And since my grandmother never spoke Italian. Um, because my grandfather was American and he always thought that she was talking about him. Um, so we never learned it. And I always had this, like, when I had the opportunity in college, I went to St. Mary's uh, University in Winona, Minnesota, um, to study abroad. I'm like, I need to do this. And it was in Florence in a tiny hotel in this town called Fiesta, right above Florence. And I'm like, uh, I gotta do this. And everybody that had went before in college, like, oh my God, they gave me a whole list of places I needed to go. So I had already a map of like where I need to go and like meet people. So I got, I get there and most of the guys that I, the students I studied with, no offense to them, they weren't all like really excited to be in Italy because nobody spoke Italian. Like we all had like two weeks of Italian before we got, we studied abroad in 2002. And keep in mind, this was after uh, 9-11. So that was another whole thing. We had like all those security things that people were afraid of. So I, I just fell in love with it because it was so, it was before cell phones. We still had internet cafes in Europe. So like I had calling cards. It was just like, you could really immerse yourself and try to really get to know the city. Mm -hmm. 
because we didn't like i said we have a cell phone so i had a big map so that i would just like walk around florence and just get lost okay. i just find my way back to the duomo because the duomo is you you peek around and go, oh there it is okay that's where i need to go like that's the main piazza so i i just had this feeling like i belong here mm-hmm. and i just wanted to keep finding out more so as i as i went through the those three months i did a little backpacking through europe which is amazing and then I got a full-time job, which was horrible. And then I asked my boss, I honestly did this. I asked my boss at my corporate job, um, can I just take like three months vacation and go learn Italian? I actually said this. Mm-hmm. And she and she's like, no, you can't. Do you want to leave the company? I'm like, yes, I'm going to leave. So I left to go over and to, this was 2005, to I got uh, an apartment with this school, this language school. I had lessons every day for three months, mm-hmm. actually for one month. And the rest of the time, I just like mingled with Italians and, and some Americans. Yeah. But yeah. So I just kept, there was just something that kept telling me, I don't, one, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. No offense to McHenry County, but like, I don't, I grew up here. I, I wanted to see other things. I wanted to open my mind and like learn about different cultures. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So mm-hmm. you quit your job. Yeah. And then you decided you were going to live in it. Well, I was going to do it for three months. For three months. My parents hated me. Well, hated me. They were, my mom cried and like, was like, what about your school loans? Like, you know, freaking out. Yeah. But I was like, no, I'll figure that out. Like I was 22, 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 22. Well, yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> and yeah. So, so uh, long story short, you yes. figured it out. I figured it out because <laughs> I kept going back and forth for, I, I after that. 2007 i became a nanny for a really wealthy italian family in florence for nine months and then i moved back and then i became a travel writer for some digital um magazines and stuff i was a local expert of florence for one um nile guide which i don't know if it still exists and uh, yeah i just kept finding reasons to go back okay and i and i think thankfully we're lucky to live in this country that has credit cards so like, I charged a lot of things. That, and yeah. So before we get into the level of debt. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Um, so, so you quit your job and then, yeah. so you went over there for three months. Yes. And so number one, like I, I like if I went to a country, uh-huh. I mean, you had been there before, but if I went to a country to like live, uh-huh. I think I would have a, a much larger plan in place uh-huh. or at least like. How well did you know the language at that point? I didn't know it hardly so at all. Because I was there I was there in 2002. I graduated from college in 2003. I think I tried to dabble in it. Like, I think there was a... I think I took a course for like a month at Harper and, mm. and uh, Roselle. And and I'm just like, no, I, I want to learn this language. There's the only way to learn it. You have to go to the country. You can't yeah. learn it by, you know, doing Duolingo, which is the app that everybody has. Or... Or just listening to it or I, you can but you won't get very far because it's all about conversation yeah. like i learned italian more conversationally than i did in the classroom mm-hmm. and i mean you're you're forced to learn it because well yeah we have to communicate why are you to communicate you gotta tell you know when i went to the bank and like all the, the formal italian is completely different than just like regular conversational italian like you have yeah. to be a little bit more proper so how did how did you get through those first three months well okay the first three months there at that point in 2005 i was with a lot of americans and a lot of and in florence in particular like rome or venice not so much but rome and like florence you'll find people that speak english like a lot of italians and not always are italian in like the stores and restaurants Mm -hmm. but they speak english so i got by that way but then towards the end of my time there i i got into a group of um florentines and I was like becoming friends with them, and I, I'm like, oh god, I like this better. Like, I don't want to hang out with Americans. Why would I go to Florence to hang out with Americans? Right. I want to go to Florence to learn language and learn the culture, and learn dialect because the Tuscan dialect is awesome. Like just the phrases, because like, expressions that they use. Mm-hmm. So at the end of that, I was just like, I don't want to leave. But I had you know a round trip ticket from June to August, mm-hmm. so I had to come back, and obviously. I had more debt probably at that point <laughs> by credit card. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you came back here. Yeah. And you're like, well, this is not where I want to be. No. So that, what happens next? So then I um, 
get a job, temporary job. And I, I'll give a shout out to Working World and Crystal Lake because they got me temp jobs. Like every time I came back, I'm like, I'm back. Can you give me a temp job? Like there's a data entry. That's all I wanted. Oh, it's all got the phone. Um, and yeah, I would just find a job to get me to the next point of like going back to Italy. So in 2005, I stayed, I think I worked at McHenry County College for like a year. And then I found a family that wanted an all pair. And nanny and i'm like okay 2007 january 2007 a couple picked me up in rome and they took me to their country home in tuscany and i'm like oh great and they spoke fluent english because they grew they the mother actually grew up with her mother actually speaking english and stuff so she had very fluent so anyway so then i became a nanny for nine months in Tuscany. In Tuscany. In Florence, in Tuscany, because they had a they had a summer house in Tusk in the Cutford. Of course it. And then I lived with them in Florence and watched their two girls, uh, Maria Maria um Carolina. They were two and four at the time and now they're both out of high school. Okay. <laughs> like so Yeah. So and in the meantime of that I actually was doing language courses as well. So I was in a language course um at this language school in Florence. For nine months. So I was getting the grammar, but then I was also reaching out and trying to get conversation, like meeting people, like mm-hmm. trying to stay away from Americans. But I still had some Americans in in my group, but we all spoke Italian together. Yeah. So with the other Italians. So I was like slowly mixing my groups yeah. every time I came over. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so you're 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 living it now. Like yeah. you're you're basically there. I was, you have a job there. Yeah. I was content. There. I wanted to stay, but then I think what happened was I, I probably shouldn't have stayed for nine months with this family because typically an all pair stays for like three months mm-hmm. and then they're like, okay, we need to go. Like there's, there's always like kind of a budding of heads. Except okay. I was with the, with the mother mostly, but now the mother, she won't listen to this, but like, I'm so friends with her and she's, it's different. Um, but yeah, I didn't think I did not want to stay with the family. And I didn't have a permesso di soggiorno, which is the permit to stay when you're an American. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? So then I had to go back. Mm-hmm. And that was hard because yeah. I, had, I had been there nine months now. I, I got back in September, early September 20, 2007. Okay. And then again. And went, so at this point, it feels like you, you should be there. Like that's, yeah, yeah. I was feeling, I was feeling like. What 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 am I missing? Like, what is it that I need to get there and stay there? Like, what is it? I usually what happens, and I, this is for all the ladies out there probably that have studied abroad. But a lot of girls that went studied abroad, they probably found an Italian, mm-hmm. and they probably wanted to stay, and some of them did, and then the relationship didn't work out. They moved back home, and it's like different. But I never wanted that. I never wanted to find a guy and then like stay there with him and for him. No, I wanted to go for me mm-hmm. and like figure out what I want to do with my life. And then if a guy happens to be there, fine. Okay. Um, so from that point, I, um, when I came back in 2007, I did the whole cycle again, found another job from Working World, <laughs> worked until. 2008 we get into 2008 this is when i started becoming a travel writer and i worked for a few different now they a lot of them don't exist but i worked for a few different um publications and then i went on a travel writing workshop with my really dear friend and mentor and teacher amanda castleman who's also a travel writer and she did a whole workshop in rome in april of 2008 so i went to rome well florence Okay, this is this is where you're gonna be like, Katie, you're definitely in debt at this point. I would I would for one month to Florence, one one week of that month, I spent it in Rome. And this, is, do you remember couch surfing? Did you ever hear of couch surfing in Europe? In Europe? Yeah, there's this thing. There was this website called Couch Surfing. So like people would like instead of paying for rent. Uh-huh. Like or paying for like a room. Okay. Like you would go to like you would go to this website and say like oh I'm gonna couch surf on someone's oh okay yeah you can come and then you know I mean it's really sketchy I don't think you say more obviously but well, I mean, I've heard of it but it's like people who are just like yeah like nomads like they're just yeah like, yeah they're just like let me go stay with this guy whatever yeah. yeah okay yeah so 
I did couch surfing and I found this amazing couple who I'm still friends with yeah. in Rome and I stayed with them for this workshop, did this travel writing workshop, come back, stayed with my friend Davide in Florence. And then I came home in May of 2008, went to Florida for two months with my parents and my family. And I had, in the meantime, in that month of April, I had locked in another nannying job okay. back in Tuscany, outside of Florence. So I flew back in June and spent another three months. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then that that is where it kind of things kind of fell apart because I really didn't have, it didn't fall apart, but I was just like pulling for straws. Like yeah. somebody give me a job, like somebody. And like, I had a lot of friends that like, like let me stay at their place because I couldn't afford to rent any place. And I wasn't staying very long. So I was going back and forth from one side of Florence to the other. I've actually calculated. I think I've stayed in like 19 different apartments in Florence over the last 20 years. Okay. Mostly with friends. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah. So at, at this point. Yeah. So you're, you're obviously here now. Yes. So, um, and you said, all right. Let me just, I'm not the, yeah, because there's another, there's another cycle. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm just trying to get the timeline of see where we're at on the timeline. So we're 2008. Uh-huh. And you're a nanny again in Tuscany again. One, for one month. I was only for, for June. Month. Okay. Because she didn't really like it at the end that I, what I was doing. And the kids she had were teenagers. They didn't want to learn English. It's summer. Yeah. So I left end of June. She dropped me off at my friend Simone's house. Spent a month there. While his girlfriend was away, and when his girlfriend came back, obviously I had to leave. I moved to Luca for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I found a job for with a school called the European School of Economics. Okay. And I was doing like Skype calls to people that were interested in the school. It was just weird. And then because I didn't have a progressive sojourner, they kicked me out of that job. The owner was just like, "Get the beep out of here! You're not you're a worker. You're gonna get us like, you know, fined or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay." Went back to Florence in that same month. I lived in three different apartments. My friend Kelly set me up for one week or two weeks. At the time, I was dating another guy, another an Italian. I stayed with him for a little bit. My uncle got remarried. My great uncle. This is a long story. I'm sorry. You can stop me. Go ahead. My great uncle, my grandmother's brother, got remarried in Como, Lake Como, because he has a house there. I ended up going there, meeting my mom and my aunt. And that was the last of my trip, and then I moved, and then I came back. This was the end of 2008, like September, close to October. So I come back again. And at this point, I'm like, all right. Went back to working world, got another job. Started, just, I was teaching body flow at Healthbridge, I, I, I'm sure. And I, I was like, okay, I can't. I, I started years ago. I didn't mention this. I forget when I started it. I tried to get citizenship through my grandmother. Italian citizenship, so I could be legal and I can stay there forever. And long story short, my grandmother changed a lot about her birth certificate. And so during the war, she wanted to be younger than my grandfather when she was actually six months older. It was a whole thing. She changed her date. She changed she changed her name. So she crossed out her name and made it Maria instead of Desalina. It's just a whole thing. So there was a lot of paperwork that I would have to do to like actually get it legal. And so I was like, screw it, it's not working. And then I forgot that my mom was born in London because when my parent, my grandparents got married, they were, they met in London and my mom was born there. Six months later, they moved to the States. Okay. So I'm like, oh, I could do that. And at the time, the UK is part of the EU. Bing. Yes. Three months later. So I, I applied for British citizenship in January of 2009. Got citizenship, went to the consulate in the city in Chicago. In May, got sworn in, had to swear to the queen, whatever. And by July, beginning of July 2009, I had my passport. Okay. And that's I. And then I think it was mid-July, I had my ticket. And that's when I moved there permanently. Okay. So now you're there. Now I'm there. Now you're there. Now you there. could stay there. Now I'm there. I found a friend. He and I shared an apartment for the for the first two years. He helped me get. All my paperwork in order. I got my Kodish Fiscale, which is kind of like the social security number. Mm-hmm. He set me up with a bank account. He helped me get a bank account, like all the things. And then um, I found jobs. I went all over Florida trying to find an English. I was teaching English as a second language. That was the only thing I could get at the time. And yeah, so I kind of went from job to job. And then, then slowly but surely, like I just kind of found my groove and I felt like, okay, 
I could do this. Mm-hmm. And I did it. <laughs> I was there for four and a half years, happily. And then um, I met my now husband in 2011 while I was living there. And uh, he was very funny because he, when he first met me, he didn't speak any English. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And I would speak English to with some of his friends because I knew English sometimes. Um, but at this point, I was speaking fluent Italian. Like, I wasn't trying to speak English. Hey, he's like, we're in Italy. We speak Italian. He would always, like, stop the conversation. I'm like, okay, speaking Italian. So from there, like, um, we <laughs> we went from dating. We dated for two years. I had brought him over to the States. He went to Florida where my parents had a place, came over for Christmas. And then at a certain point, he's like, I'm like, I think I want to move to the States. I'm like, you want to move to the States? The person that doesn't want to speak English? Like, because yeah. he, he knew no English when he came here. Yeah. None. He's like, no, I think I, think I want to move there. I'm like, okay, well, you can't just move there. You have to ask me to marry you. And that's how the whole thing happened. Anyway, long story short. So we moved over here. In 2013. Okay. The December 2013. So he can He comes from Italy. Yes. Where, where in Italy was... Florence. He's, he, so he's in Florence. He's from Florence, yeah. And he came to the U.S. and went, this is the place. This is the place for me. Crystal Lake, Illinois. I got it. Yeah. This, is, this is it. Yeah. McHenry County Living has proudly shared great local stories and events for 16 years. If you haven't already, cruise over to McHenryCountyLiving.com and see what we're all about. Be sure to also follow us on social media. McHenry County Living is a proud sponsor of Left at the Light. I I thought I would be more interested in why you wanted to stay in Italy. Yeah. Um, the reasons for that. But I think at this point, I'm more interested in why he wanted to be here. It was more economical. Like, the, the pay in Italy, I'll just say... The government takes about 50% of your paycheck. Oh, okay. So, and they get paid monthly. They don't get paid every two weeks. So there's a lot of, like, budgeting that you have to do. And if you're not really a good budgeter, then it's, like, really hard to, like, really pay your bills and stuff. We paid our bills just fine, but I think the idea that he could make more money here than than in Italy... I mean, obviously, everything we miss, the food, the wine, our friends, family, whatever. He was more like, I'm going to take this chance. I will do anything. He's like, I will be a janitor. I will be a garbage man. I will be whatever. He was like the one Italian I've ever known that's like, I'm leaving the homeland and I'm going to do whatever I can to make a living and like sustain my life and, you know, all the things. So he... He was, he's very dedicated, and to this day, he's very dedicated. And he always tells me, he's like, I'm here, we're here to make money, because we're going to retire in yeah. Italy. So, yeah. So, it was ba- it was basically ec- economics. He, okay. he, we wanted, we both wanted more money, and like, he thought, okay, I can try and do this. And I always said, I'm like, if you don't like it, I'll move back. Because like, I don't want to be back here. <laughs> like, I didn't. I did it. I was like, it was hard for, it was really hard for me to come back. Because... I moved back into my high school room. I, it was hard. Yeah. And especially when you're about to get married and you're with your husband and it was weird. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you guys moved back to the States. Yeah. So I imagine you're probably traveling back quite a bit. No. 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 Well, now or when? Well, back then. Back then. Well, back then, no, because what happened was in order for him to stay here, the lawyer that I have, of course, I did a lawyer. Anybody that does immigration, if you you need to get a lawyer, but for anything, because it's it's the best way to do it. Um, for him to get the green card, mm-hmm. I asked my lawyer before we left Italy. I'm like, okay, so what is the best bet? Because there's a few different things you could do. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. She's like, okay, there's something you can do, but I can't tell you to do it. Legally, I can't. I'm like, okay. So he, she's like, you know. Somebody could come to the States with their husband or, or wife and 60 days after he's there on the Esta visa, because they have an Esta visa that for 90 days, go to the courthouse and get married. And then, That's what we did. Okay. Then we got married later that year in 2014. Yeah. And the, like the party. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
All right. So you're here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So and what year is this now? This is 2014. 2014. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we're still quite a few years away from the business. Yes. Yes. So it was it was a growing period for me because I went back to working world, got another job, data entry, stuff. And um, he we couldn't leave the States until he got a green card. So he didn't get his green card until October of 2014. So I was kind of going from job to job a little bit. And then I fell in love with thinking, I'm like, okay, I can be a personal trainer. So I did my personal training certificate. I um, continued to teach body flow at um, Telfridge and other places. I then eventually got my yoga teaching certificate. Um, and then I became a meditation teacher. I was trying, again, what can I do to sustain our lives here, even though I don't want to be here, but what can I do that I want to do that I like? So I went from working at Healthbridge to working, I worked at Orange Theory for a while. I worked at Gym Guys in Barrington. I worked, um, where else? I did a few other odd jobs. I worked in Lombard for a while teaching English. I did a lot of, I went into the city to Kaplan. I worked there not very long. Um, and now I'm finally at a place that I love because it's, it's, it's easy for me. And, um, I like, I'm teaching like exercise to older adults and it's fun. So both, I work at Boulder Ridge Country Club. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. And then, yeah. Let the pandemic hit. I don't know where you want to go from there. Well, all right. So, so oh, yeah. keep our, keep our timeline together. Yeah. So uh, odd, odd jobs here and there. Yeah. Um, we're, we're right up on the. The pandemic, mm-hmm. and you have this idea. Well, I had the idea before. Okay. So I had the idea in 2019. So it was right before the bit. So I had the idea. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start an LLC. I'm gonna do all this stuff. And um, yeah, it was slow going because I didn't really know how to implement it because I don't have anybody around me in my support system and like family like has ever started a business. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how, what do I do? What? Uh, and then the pandemic hit, and then everything's like, oh, you know, screw it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it anymore because it was just hard, like trying to do it on your own. Yeah. Trying to figure out, you know, business plans and like all, all the stuff. Right. So, yeah, after the pandemic is then when I decided that, okay, let's try to focus on what I really like to do. What is my passion? Mm-hmm. Well, my passion is Italy. My passion is Florence. My passion is language. My passion is just like, and after what happened with COVID and in Italy, a lot of small businesses close. So, like, my, it kind of grew from that too as much like I wanted to give back to these families that really try to to create an authentic experience for people that come and visit them mm-hmm. and um I want to give back to them I don't want to go to the huge vineyards that are like you know industrial and they're commercial they're all over the place. I'm like, I want to go to the one that is so small that they only have so many bottles that they can sell and you can only get it in Italy mm-hmm. you can't buy it anywhere else um yeah and so yeah, from there, I just kind of kept trying to think of like, okay, what do people want? What do people like? And then, of course, I started talking to more people. And then I started my podcast. And I started getting more people interested in, like, emailing me about that. And and I want people to just know what I what I do. And then, like, what, what can I offer you? Are you looking for an experience that's like, oh, my God, it's intimate. We're, we're in a villa. We're, we're meeting with Katie's friends. Like... My mother-in-law will be our chef. Like, my mother-in-law is, like, an amazing cook. Yes, that sounds amazing. I would love to do that. Like, so that's why, I like, I feel like there's, with travel especially, like, travel has changed a lot over over COVID and over the last, mm-hmm. like, 10 years, I feel like. But a lot of people don't want to do the cookie-cutter things. Yeah. They want something special. They want to remember it. Because there's so many people that travel abroad or travel to Europe, and they do, like, two weeks or maybe 10 days it's usually 10 days at least go to like five different cities you can't really remember especially if you're drinking wine or anything else alcoholic you're not gonna really remember what you saw or how that you know you kind of just like go okay check because that's what i thought when i would look around when i was like living in florence i look around to the tourists at the fanny packs and the hats and like the ipads taking pictures and stuff i i'd be like are you really remembering this moment yeah because your iPad, you, I would always have my friend Pasquale is what I always say because he would see people with iPads all the time, like taking pictures. Of I think the iPads are funny when people when take people, pictures with, with, with the iPad. Yes. And he's just like, you know, 
he he wants to say he doesn't speak English, but he's like he wants to say something. He's like, you know, you guys have eyes. Like you can look at it and like make a memory of it. You don't have to just keep taking pictures. Right. So, but I would always look at these people and be like, are they really remembering? Are they really immersing themselves? Do they really feel, or are they just looking for like another Caesar salad? Because I've heard people ask that all the time. Like, I'm a Caesar. Caesar dressing does not exist in Italy. Neither does Alfredo. It's all created here. Like, so, but yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> um, Along those lines, I was just going to say, okay. like with like experiencing things like that, number one, I think, I think that's a, a unique thing. Like when people generally take a vacation, unless they're going to Disney or something yeah. like that. They're, I mean, they're going, they, they want a unique experience. Cause like, you know, you go somewhere, I don't know, let's, let's say Germany, you go to Germany uh-huh. and everyone's going to do like the tourist thing or whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, I think people would like really appreciate if they got into learning about the city more because there's so much history. So much, you know, and so much more to experience that, like you probably only see as a local. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm thinking, like what you're talking about, like yeah. going to Italy and uh-huh. there's so much to do and so much to see. And yeah. other than, you know, doing the tourist thing, mm-hmm. yeah. you get much more intimate. Like this is yeah. what it's like to actually live here. Yeah. And that's what one of my retreats is about. In um, 2025, I'm doing a 10 night, nine day, 10 night retreat in Florence at a really small B&B in Florence. And this is not, like, I'm so excited about that because... There's so, Florence is a museum. Like you don't have to go into the Academia or the Uffizi or any of the other museums to actually see what happened years ago in medieval times when Dante was there and like Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci. Like you can see things with me because I have so many like little trinkets that around the city. There's things in the streets. There's things on the wall. There's things that tourists will not know unless somebody points it out to you. So I I really firmly believe that if if you are a person that has already seen, maybe you've already seen Florence, and you're like, no, you know, I've seen the Duomo, I've seen, I went to the Monte Vecchio, I did all the, okay, come with me because I'm going to show you the places you probably didn't see before. You didn't go down this alley, or you didn't go down this small, small side street. You don't know that there's a secret hallway from the Uffizi to Palazzo Pitti because nobody tells that story. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's like. I want to I want to entice people to imagine the fact that like yes there is it's it's totally fine to go to Rome and see everything and Florence to see everything Venice to see everything that's like in the guidebooks but there's so much more that instead of just saying okay I saw Italy check it's done if you are still like oh my god like there's got to be something else I want to see or it's, there's something else there I'm telling you there is and I would love for you to like come with me and see it yes yeah, so experience it so tell me about that a little bit because you, yeah. you're putting together retreats for people uh-huh. to go visit so tell me a little bit about what they can experience mm-hmm. um what, what somebody needs to know if they are interested sure so my retreats are usually seven days six nights six days seven nights i forget now it's a week anyway it's a week <laughs> it's a week um so i plan everything we stay in a, a, a family-run villa Villa or B&B, and all the meals are taken care of at the villa. Um, outside of the villa is when you would cover your own meals um, at when we go out for, like, day trips and stuff. So we'll take you to, like, really small towns. We'll walk around. It's not going to be a tour. We're not going to go up tower. Like, you can go and explore the town as much as you want while we're there, and then we meet up again and we go on to the next thing. I plan one activity a day. That's it. So, for example, one of the activities, we'd go to San Gimignano, see the town in the morning, and for lunch, we'd go to this amazing vineyard right next door called Casalucci and stay there for four hours drinking wine and having pasta and just enjoying the day. And then in the afternoon, we go back, sit by the pool, and you can take a nap. And, you know, dinner is always at the villa. One night, I think we do, we do go out um, for dinner. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to vineyards. We're going, we're doing a cooking class. We're doing, um, exploring. You can ask me questions. Like I, I love the group I had last September. They asked me so many questions. They talked, we talked all through the car, all the way to the Chianti and back. Like it was, yeah. So we have, um, a lot of unique experiences. It's not always going to be the same vineyards. I'm going to try to reach out to others. Um, 
But yeah, most of my retreats are like that. I plan on doing some with like women, like do a women's retreat, stuff like that. Um, and then the one in Florence, like I said, like it's all about Florence. We're going to do probably one day trip in Chianti, go to my town, the Via Sole, where I studied and like do all the things that I did when I was a local. So, yeah. So I think I've answered, well, maybe not. Ask me another question. <laughs> um. How how long out do you book these? So if someone wants, if someone's thinking about this like right now, mm-hmm. like when when are when would they be able to do a trip? If you wanted to book a private retreat, which I do those as well, like for a family or mm-hmm. a friends trip or something, like that can be booked out. I mean, I want to say at least a year in advance. Okay. The one I have in next September, which is September seventh through the fourteenth, um, twenty twenty four. Um, that's open. I have like an early bird special going on. So if you book um, before July 31st, you get $300 off. Um, so, and then 2025, I've just, I've, I've been wanting to do a Florence one. So I, now that's two years away, but like, that's something to like, think about. You don't have to book yeah. yet, quite yet. So, but yeah, if you're planning to book something private, definitely a year, maybe a year and a half to give me an idea of like what time of year and like mm-hmm. how many people and stuff like that. Yeah. So how often do you do trips? Right now, I was supposed to do two this year. Okay. I had to cancel because I didn't have enough people. Um, but I want to do at least, starting off, I'm going to do two a year and eventually get up to four. And then, as I tell my husband, I would like to spend six months in Italy and six months here. And then eventually yeah. move up there. There I'll you go. Right so you're still getting over there. That, yeah, that, now we are. Yeah. Well, that's the nice thing about what you did here mm-hmm. is you turned it into something you love and now you can go there mm-hmm. on these trips Yeah, all the time for your job. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that it's not like, well, it's work, but it doesn't yeah. feel like work while you're there when you're drinking the wine. And, well, yeah, it, I, you, still get, you still get to go to vineyards and drink yeah. the wine and uh-huh. who can complain about it. I don't know, right? So does your husband get to go with you? Oh, yeah. He's our driver. He's the driver. Hey, okay. He now wants to be a part of everything that I do. Like he, yeah. at first he was just like, okay, you do that. I, I, you know, I got to work, you know, I'm like, but I'm like, okay, well then I'll just go on myself. And I, I don't know. I want, I'm not saying he's jealous, but I think at a certain point he was just like, no, I want to go back to Italy. Like that's my, my country. Like, yeah. So now he's like, oh, you know, I'm in, I'm in. So he drives us around and I, I also can drive as well. Um, but yeah, and then he's just a great storyteller. Like he likes to tell stories. Yeah. I I would think it would be hilarious if he didn't get to go on the trip. I so like no, you work, man. <laughs> you keep working. <laughs> you keep working. I'm going to back to where you used to be. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm gonna visit your family. Yeah. Then, you know. This is the family. Your mom's gonna cook for everybody. Yeah. yeah that's it. Off some wine. Mom, maybe I'll bring it back a bottle. Maybe I'll bring it something. Yeah. Cheese. Oh. Bring it back. <laughs> Does he get like the tourist shirt when you come back? No. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh no. Like I went to Italy and all I got was his shirt. But no, yeah, I just gave you a shirt. You know, <laughs> sometimes I, I, I try to buy him something. The one time I went without it because my sister actually got married at the hamlet where I was a nanny mm-hmm. in 2007. And before that, in 2018, me and my sister, my mom, we went to like look for venues for my sister. And so that was the only trip he didn't go. Okay. And then I actually did buy him swim trunks of this favorite like brand. So okay. like, it was he was up there. Like, <laughs> after that. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me think for a minute here. Yeah. All right. So we're doing the trips. Yeah. What, what else What else do you offer that people can uh, I also have been asked quite frequently, I do Tuscan excursion planning, meaning that I will find you unique excursions to do. For example, the wine tastings, cooking classes, I, this September, actually, I'm going with Stefano, um, to do a research trip. So we Stefano. Stefano. Okay. Stefano. Every, all, like, a lot of Americans call him Stefano because they think it sounds more Italian, but it's Stefano. Uh, I have to correct people all the time. Yeah. But you did. You said it right. Um, but we're meeting, like, some new vendors that I've met, in, you know, interestingly enough, like, through Instagram. So I'm meeting um, this awesome guy, John Luca, who does cooking classes out of his house in this tiny town in Chianti. I'm meeting this woman, Katarina, who owns, her family owns a jewelry making company. Um, and you can make jewelry with them. Like there's a workshop to make jewelry. Um, and then I want to meet this other girl, Sara, who started this company called We Hike. And so she does, does hikes, 
right. in Tuscany, in different parts of Tuscany, and then you do like an activity. So, for example, you you go for a hike, and you learn how to make a ceramic bowl. Okay. Or you go to a hike, go on a hike, and you learn how bees make honey because there's like a so there's all these different nature type things. Like I I like the activity part of it. Yeah. Because you can go to as many vineyards as you want in Italy, but there's other things that you could do. Like, I don't want to make it just be like cooking class, wine, cooking class, wine. Like, yeah. I want it to be a little bit more, you know, uh, diverse when it comes to activity. So I can do that for for um, people. What I charge for that, which is a great thing for if you are coming with couples, is um, 350 a day for four people. So okay. you can split that up between the two couples and then the price per um person for the excursion starts at 250 so then from there like i mean if it's one day you need or you need it seven days like i don't have it like capped at like you have to use me for three days like yeah so so if that's something that people are interested in that's something you can contact me about i don't do accommodation i tried to in the past couple of years i've had a lot of people like it's just really hard i don't have enough network to be like okay i need a villa that looks out to the sea and that I can see a cypress tree and like it's just I have just too many too many um preferences yeah but I'm like I'm not a travel agency yet <laughs> but I can't do that so I'm only doing excursions um but I can give advice on any type of travel train travel and stuff like that for that package and then locally I'm doing um Tuscan wine tasting parties I'm calling it a party because it sounds funner um so what does that include is Three ta- three bottles of wine you get to taste. Um, Two-hour event, I'll talk to you about the vineyard. I'll talk to you about how they wake the wine. These are all the vineyards that I personally know and that we actually go and visit mm-hmm. when we do our when I go on these retreats. Um, so, yeah, that's another way for you to get to know me and, like, get to know wine. If you are somebody that loves California wine, um, you're going to taste a complete difference with this wine because yeah. it's very... Um, it's just different. I'm not going to say anything else to it because I know a lot of people like California wine, but nothing wrong with it. But just it's a different. Are you, are you afraid of like offending the California wine I, lovers? I'm a little afraid, but like, I, think that, okay. I have a lot of people that like California wine, and when they taste Tuscan wine or a certain type of wine, they're just like, oh God, this is different. Like, but not in a bad way, but just like, mm-hmm. there's there's Better. a. I don't, I don't know. I mean, everyone's palace so. can be a little yeah, bit different, you know? Yeah, exactly. But there's one wine that at, at this, at this vineyard, Casalucci, that I absolutely love and it's called Puras and it has, it's an organic wine, no sulfites. Mm-hmm. So the sulfites balance the wine at times, put sulfites in the wine to balance it. From what I understand about California wines is that they put sulfites in to make it better. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of people get headaches. And I don't okay. think people really know that. Gotcha. So in Italy, I don't ever get a headache from wine. So when I had the, these these couples try puros at our wine tasting, all all of them were like, nah. Because it isn't used to that other taste, okay. which is totally fine. Everyone has preference. But I was like, oh my God, wow, how do you not like this wine? <laughs> but for me, it was like, oh my God, this is great. Because it doesn't, it doesn't rush to your head. I feel like some wines do that. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you're a wine drinker. A little bit. Oh, I, yeah. I generally only drink wines like on the holidays, like oh, okay. Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas. What kind? It tends to be um, like a German, like oh, a German. Okay. or yeah, okay. uh, like a Riesling or something. Yeah, like that. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. But that's that's generally just where I stick around, sure, sure, what sure. I like. So, okay. but I I would be totally open to like trying Italian. Yeah, I should have brought some. You should. I should. Gosh, I I feel more. Oh man, you should. You probably should. Uh, I'll bring one over. Except <laughs> we'll do an update. There you, there you go. There you go. Um, all right. So I, I, I got two questions that are like really sticking with me okay. right now. Uh, I'm going to leave the, the one for last just because okay. I enjoy that question more. Okay. But I want to know, um, and this probably may be something I should ask more towards the beginning. Yeah. But so when you went to Italy for the first time uh-huh. and you just didn't love it, like uh-huh. what was it that you loved? And like, what do you think other people are going to find that they love there that's going to be like that same level? Mm. That's a good question. Because there's so many things I love about it. But the one thing... I think the one thing that sticks out for me, the reason why I love it, I think it was always a challenge for me 
to do things. Like I always wanted a challenge for myself. Mm-hmm. And when I decided to study abroad and then move abroad and then keep moving abroad, it was something that I knew in my heart that I belonged there and that I knew I was going to do it. And when I did get there in twenty in 2009 and then stayed for four and a half years, like it was kind of an accomplishment for me that I felt like I I did this by myself. Like this was my the biggest accomplishment of my life. And I I know this isn't what I love about it, but it is it is part of what I love about being in Italy, but because it was always I always had to figure out how to do things to find you know, a better bank or to find better internet. Like I went out, yes, I asked my friends, but I had to go talk to the people at Vodafone, which is like the AT&T of Italy and be like, you know, you assholes, this internet sucks. Give me better internet. Like, you know, I had to be assertive enough to express myself. And I was always very proud of myself. And I'm like, oh my God, I actually communicated correctly. So I think that's what I love about being there for me as like a person and growing as a person, but for people visiting and I think, I think what, I think everybody's different. Like when they think about travel and when they think about, you know, Italy or anything, but there's just something about the people mm-hmm. for me, especially Tuscan people are very warm and friendly people. Um, I know that's something that the couples that came with me last September, they were like, God, everybody's so friendly and everybody like, they felt like they belonged. They felt like they were included. They never felt like, um, they loved hearing the language. Like at, towards the end of the trip, they were just like, Katie, you're talking to it's Italian so much. Like, I feel like we know what you're saying. I'm like, oh, that's a great feeling, especially when you don't speak the language. Mm-hmm. But that's what sort of beautiful about our brains. Like our brains can like figure out, okay, I think she said that. Like, it sounds a little bit like that. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, did you just say that? Oh my God, you did. Oh my God, I understand. Like, so those types of things I think people would love to feel like, like when they're, feel like they belong, feel like they um, are a part of something, like a part of a Tuscan family. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I answered that. You did. Okay. You did. All right. Um, I thought of one other thing I wanted to ask you. Sure. How long did it take for you to learn the language? Oh, well. So you felt Well, when I, I, I'll say, I think in 2007, I started getting like a groove. Like I felt this is when I was a nanny and I, I was taking lessons for like nine months. So I was learning the grammar better and all the different forget. There's so many tenses in Italian. So if you ever try to learn Italian, just so you know, it takes a while. Um, but I think toward, I think when I got there in 2009, I was adamant about not hanging out with any Americans, even though I had one, one, two close girlfriends, but they both spoke Italian fluently. Mm-hmm. And from there, I found more friends Florentines were that I picked up the dialect and and I and then at a certain point I couldn't remember words in English and my husband now being here 10 years he can't remember some words in Italian when I talk to him like what is that word he's like I don't know what it is in Italian like I can't think of it right now because his brain is switched so much into English yeah so I I want I want to say like yeah probably 2009-2010 is when I really felt like I felt fluent, I can communicate fine and perfectly for me. Like I'm not perfect, but like for a foreigner, it's it, it's it's the best it's gonna get. Yeah, well, that's the tough part too. Yeah. It's like you learn a language and then you're gonna speak it to someone that's their native language. That's intimidating. It is intimidating, and I've got I I used to be very nervous to do that, especially to strangers. Like if I was in stores mm-hmm. and I was trying to be like um you know what does that cost? Or like, and I was trying to be like assertive and stuff and then be like, what? Like, and, and like, bloop, bloop. and I get like all I'm nervous. Saying it wrong. I'm like, yeah, I'm saying it wrong. And then I try to go to English and then I'm like, no, I'm not going to go to English. I know how to say it. So I used to, I used to get really apprehensive about that because they would be like, Katie, what are you saying? Yeah. You're saying like that. Like, well, I am American. Like I always was, I was always, um, okay with the fact that I know I have an American Italian accent. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not going to be Florentine. I'm not going to sound like an Italian. That's fine. Right. 
but I'm able to speak. And in the last, the girl that I'm going to meet, um, Katharina, that owns the um, uh, jewelry uh, workshop place, I talked to her on WhatsApp and she's like, it is crazy that you sound exactly like a Florentine. And I'm like, what? Right. I'm like, really? And I like almost cried. I'm like, I still do. Like, this is great. Because <laughs> I still have like the dialect in my, in my vocabulary. Um, but one time, I'll tell you this, this was a funny story. I was with a bunch of New Yorkers. It was a friend of mine from New York. We were out to dinner in Florence and her cousin, my friend's cousin came up to me. He's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm really curious. You know, I had a great dinner and everything. What part of Ireland are you from? It's like, what? Because when I was teaching English, I was with Australians, Irish. Yeah. Um, well, I think Scottish. I, there's so many different accents that apparently I sounded Irish. Okay. And I'm like, I'm from Chicago. Like, and he's like, what? Like, you sound Irish. I was like, I do? And then I was my friend. I'm like, do I sound? She's like, I don't know. Because she was living in Florence longer than me. She's like, you sound like you. Like, oh, it's crazy. My youngest, I may have mentioned this on the yeah. podcast before, but she like, she was in dual language uh-huh. for school from kindergarten up until through eighth grade. Yeah. She just finished eighth grade. Uh-huh. So when she, she... When she speaks Spanish, she speaks it with like a perfect accent because all of her teachers yeah. had accents. Oh. And so she speaks just like, you know, just like someone who lives here. Totally. And then as soon as she clicks on Spanish, I'm like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. It's just it's incredible how that works. Yeah. yeah. Um, last thing I got for you. Sure, yeah. Last thing. Um, how, how much debt? And you don't really have to answer. I just wanted to ask. I mean... <laughs> I always paid off my debt. It's not like I had like millions of credit cards or something like that. I mean, I think luckily I had parents that were helpful and they helped yeah. me with it. But yeah, we'll just leave that to the imagination. That's fine. Yeah, they're right there. <laughs> I, I was going to let yeah. you answer and just edit that out, out oh, anyways. Because okay, <laughs> I wanted to know for myself. Oh, anyways, okay. yeah. Um, but that, that's it, Kate. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank um, you, Matt. I, appreciate it. I can't wait for people to hear about this and uh, go to Italy with you. Yes, I can't wait awesome. too. Thank you so much. All right, all right. There you have it, my friends. Truly Italy. Um, I want to tell you one thing before we kind of wrap up the episode is I fumbled over the word, the words truly Italy so many times while recording this. It was it's seriously a tongue twister. <laughs> try try saying it three times quickly. Truly Italy. Like I'm, I'm having to like truly think to not uh, fumble over those two words. Um, I guess that's what happens when you are on a medium of this sort. <laughs> um, anyways, guys, check out uh, the show notes for all the details about Katie and Truly Italy. Um, feel free to message me either through the Book of Faces. Um, I've got to stop clapping my hands. That makes extra noise. I'm doing that. I talk with my hands. Um Oh, but, uh, you know, email me, leftatthelightpod at gmail.com. Don't forget the pod. And what else? We got the phone number for you guys, the text. Um, you should definitely, definitely check that out. Uh, let me give you that number one more time before we get out of here. 815-320-4495. And, of course, all that information is in the show notes. Um if you could see me, I'd be pointing down to the show notes if you scroll. Um, but yeah, check out the Facebook page. Give it a like. Um, check out Katie's Facebook page at Truly Italy. Don't forget our friends over at Cami Motorsports. Like what I told you about, they are going to be racing Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, what else? Uh, stay, stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear a little blurb, a little something from a, a little teaser from our next guest on the show. A um, couple more episodes to go. And, um, yeah, keep listening, guys. Keep uh, keep that feedback coming. Uh, look, always, always enjoy hearing from uh, fans of the show. And um, I suppose that's it for me. So um, have a great, great week. I hope uh, you guys are staying warm out there. And uh, let's fingers crossed for no snow for a little bit longer. Um, yeah. So, uh, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the old dusty trail. We'll catch you guys next time.
and I'm more of a person who's like, I'm going to sit back and I'll, once the the initial rush calms down, then I'll go check it uh-huh. out. <laughs> yeah, but everybody's been like, wait, we've been waiting for you to open. We, you know, I'm from Philly. I'm from Jersey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> here. So we got a lot of that. A lot of people that were from the East Coast that were just, so they, oh, thank goodness, thank goodness. They knew it. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Very yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's been, the community has been just fantastic. 